Now, The Crowncast, with your host, Murray Brookshaw. Welcome to The Crowncast, episode 28. This is B. Wise with Coach Brian, so I'm here with Brian Wise. Brian, how you doing? Fine. You've done 28 of these. 28. It's wow. crazy, isn't it? You can tell me the truth. Do you like talking to me the most? Don't I you? absolutely love talking you, to you. Fine, fine. I, <laughs> I was really hoping I'd catch you there, but I didn't. You've been very open with your personal situation with Mindy and everything, the cancer. You got great news this week. Yeah, we had a we had an MRI. It was the first MRI since she's done radiation and chemo. And, and the, the doctor came back and said it was looked as good as it could look. They don't really elaborate too much because I think it's complicated, but it looked as good as it was looking. So now, you know, she has to continue chemo, but we do an MRI every three months. Uh, so Mindy and I have kind of decided like every three months when we get good news, we'll do a little party, probably drink too much. Right, and, right. And, uh, Deservedly yeah. so. Yeah, so it's been good. It was nice. She, you know, you don't notice changes, uh, but she smiled a different smile like after that one, like almost like relief. She, she, we, you know, you can stay positive, stay positive, stay positive, stay positive, and you keep getting like bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, and so she's like, I really feel good about this one, but at the same point, like yeah. I also don't because it's been so many times. But yeah, no, it was good news. Took a lot of relief off her. The days leading up to it were like. There was some tension in my house. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I'm not gonna lie to you. Well, absolutely yeah. traumatic, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's big news, right? And it's it's nice because when we called the lady called, uh, phenomenal by the way. These doctors are awesome. Uh, she calls and she almost sounds happy, and I'm like. What does that mean? And like she hasn't said anything, and I'm like, is that good news or is it bad news? Yeah. Like, yeah, so it was nice. It was, it was good. Yeah, it was really good. Well, yeah. I know that a lot of people uh, are in your corner, and they're going to be very happy to hear that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Now, tell me about your your daughter uh, did something very special. Yeah, you know, Mindy's Mindy's bald now. Um, she looks, you know, it's funny. She was worried about what she looked, and she has a scar on the top of her head. But but uh, you know, I tell her she looks kind of like a Buddhist monk. Like she's got that. Like I feel like she's going to be very Zen. And the other day, my daughter, no, like we don't prod her to do something. She's just like my wife. She's just such a nice, sweet, caring person. She goes home into the washroom and she just starts shredding off her hair her on her own. She oh, just start, wow. takes the scissors and starts cutting it off. And Mindy's like, are you sure you want to do this? She's like, yeah, I'm in, mom. And so she shaves her head. So now I have two like shaved, like I had the most hair in my house. Yeah, It's great. I mean, <laughs> uh, it's really sweet to see her, you know, she's only 10, but to have that feeling of, of like, hey, like, you know, I care and I want to look after and I want to be there with mom. And, and it's pretty cool. Like, have you ever seen Stranger Things, though? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know the girl, what's her name, Seven? Yeah, no, yeah. is that what it is? Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, but I see her now. So, oh, like, I'm always yeah. a little concerned that my oh. daughter's nose is going to, like, oh. she got some magical powers or something oh, yeah, like that. Yeah. Should have never watched that show. But, yeah. yeah, like, it was pretty neat. She she shaved her head and Mindy's hair is, it's pretty, it's hilarious because, like, it it's coming back, but not, like, patchy coming back. So, like where the radiation really happened it's not really coming back yet so like there's she hates it because she has to shave her head every day oh yeah like for those people that shave their head every day i feel for you it is like it grows back pretty quick it's and it's awful to keep on top of it on top of it on top right of it. but yeah right. it's, yeah no it was pretty neat of my daughter to do that i i was i was shocked it was pretty cool yeah, yeah that's what a great uh, uh way to support your mom uh, what a great way to show how much you love her. That's well, just amazing. And on her own. 
Yeah. Like, you know, like that's the thing. Like Minnie was laughing because like she's had some people say I was going to shave my head in support. And uh, I can't wait till she hears this. She's going to bug me. But like she's like Minnie was like, I don't know that I would shave my head <laughs> in support. Right? Right, right. So when Maggie did it, she was like, oh, well, that was really nice of you. Like it was pretty it was pretty shocking because, you know, you know, kids do stuff every once in a while that you didn't tell them to do you like you know with yours oh, like, yeah yeah well not max he's never doing it, but, <laughs> well, you know, yeah. yeah yeah i bought a pair of shoes for four hundred dollars <laughs> i can sell them for 12 sure yeah buddy yeah Go but like it. but the reality of like every once in a while kids do something that you didn't prod them like you didn't teach them to do you didn't prod them to do but you're like oh like okay you're 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 a good human being or that was pretty awesome because yeah. you're like i didn't expect you to do that but you did it what that means is that you and mindy are great parents because uh kids uh mimic what goes on in the household so uh you know uh well done i'm gonna vouch for her you see how much i'm at the golf course <laughs> you know i'm gonna say she does 95 percent. i'm like the stern guy she doesn't like to be mean so i come home and every once in a while i lay down the law that's my job uh, right but yeah no other than that I, I would say the kids are good because of her not yeah. because of me. I'm I'm just along for the ride and take credit when I can. Easy, John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> so, gentlemen's night at the office. Yes. Uh, I always call it men's night. I don't know why. It's in my brain. How's it going? It's nice to have things, and we have ladies' night coming up, and 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 things where people can come, and we can do it in a safe way. But it's still a group atmosphere it's going well i mean we have a lot of participation we see people from outside of the club getting to see the club mm -hmm. and a lot of positive vibes like i think the course in general is having those positive vibes you know covid doesn't make it so we can get together but i'm a little concerned like when we can get together like do we have enough space Right, <laughs> right right like there's there i think there, this club is becoming definitely you know a place where people want to come and and hang out and, and you know spend time and we can't right now yeah right that's why men's night kind of provides a little bit of that in a safe kind of in a safe environment yeah i'm always amazed to see that even though you have people coming in from outside the community not just members how people are respectful of staying in their bubbles staying in their spaces not interacting in that way i mean it's been over a year so i guess we should get it yeah. Um, but uh, people have been really good that way. There's no question. Well, and also like, yeah, okay. You know, we have days where I have to go out and be like, hey, don't be an idiot. But it's not as frequent as I, as often. Yeah. Like, yeah. I guess is the best way. Like, it's not happening to a point where I'm like, man, every single day I got to go out and say, like, people get it. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's just what we're living in right now. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. So the combine was a couple of Sundays ago, right? Yeah. Uh, success? Uh, oh, yeah, it was awesome. Number one thing I love is uh, people are good judges of their own golf game, uh, but not good practicers. Right. <laughs> so, like, oh, you know, they'll say, hey, I'm bad at this. But then I'm like, I've never seen you practicing that ever, right? Um, you know, if I, if I had to take things that I... I mean, number one thing I saw, everybody missed club. They were all short. We always hear that yeah, mantra yeah. over it. But they sure. were. Everybody was short. I mean, they don't look at the average of their shots. They look yeah. at that one time, downwind, downhill. I hit a seven iron, uh, 200 yards. And it's like, yeah, you did that once. But what mm -hmm. do you do the rest of the time? And so the majority of the group was short. Uh, so, I mean, I, I can always say most of the time people under club. We had one guy 
Uh, Bill Green, he has Arcos. Do you know what Arcos is? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It like tracks your shots yeah, and your yeah. yardages. So Bill was like dead on his yardages, which is really a cool statement to the Arcos technology that, you know, he's tracking his yardages and he's working off his average, not off of his one shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was almost like, you know, he might've been five yards long, five yards short, but he was bang on in terms of those. Whereas most of everybody else was just short. Right, right. right. And that's, it's very interesting to see that. Uh, quite a bit, right? And then, yeah. Other than that, I mean, it was. I think it was a good way for members to see where they're, where they're missing pieces. You yeah. know, like I sent kind of a report to everyone saying, hey, you know, I saw this, or did you notice that? And every, a lot of people aren't surprised, but then I'm like, yeah, but like, don't you want to do better, right? At this skill, like, you, you know, I see you on the driving range. I don't see you putting and chipping. I don't see you hitting pitch shots. Yeah. And what a great way to use the membership uh, lesson that comes with it, right? I mean, what a great way to, to get a diagnostic on your game. Well, and now you've got something to work off of. So right. here, a lot of, the, a lot of the, you know, half the people that come are heavy practicers. Like they are, they do practice a lot and now they can actually see, are they improving? I mean, score generally tells you, I mean, there's a lot of them that stay at the same handicap all the yeah. time. And I try to go, well, this is why. Uh, but now, you know, you can practice all summer, and if you do the combine when we do it in the fall again, you'll go, oh, yeah, I did improve. I might run another one in May. I'm not sure. I, yeah. I'm looking at it because there was good – everybody seemed to really like it. I think it's a good way for people to see wh where they're at and does the summer pay off for you getting better. Yeah. I mean, because as much as it's a social game, it is fun to get better. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 It's a lot more fun to get better than to get worse. Yes, correct. <laughs> correct. Well, and I hear that a lot. I mean, it's funny. Like, if you don't hit it as far, you know, that's fine. I, I say distance is important. But if you don't hit it as far, then you better have an exceptional short game. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the people, I saw them hit drives. And, I saw, and I'm like, well, you know, if you're not going to try and go to the gym and hit it farther, like, you don't need to concentrate out here. Like, your short game needs to be much, much, much better than what it is, right? Uh, I always tell, you know, have I told you about my grandfather? My grandfather was a golfer, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't a golfer back then and too stupid to understand how good he was. So he would, he shot, started shooting his age in his seventies and he shot it all the time. Right. Uh, but, and I, you know, I, he would take me out golfing and I wouldn't care. It's like, let me drive the cart and give me a pop grandpa. Like that, that, that was my, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but he, he, from inside of 125 yards, he was unbelievable. He never hit it far. It was like a three quarter swing, but he knew how far everything went. And he shoot his age, right? And and so he was never long, but he knew that that was never going to be what made him better was putting, chipping, you know, hitting close pitches, hitting close wedges, right? Yeah, Mike Weir had a thing on Instagram because he's doing a lot more Instagram stuff yeah. uh, lately. And I was watching it and he was saying that he spends most of his time 100 yards in. Yeah. Well, because, okay, say you hit a bad drive and you got to punch it out. Right? Because bad drives happen. Mm -hmm. I love it when people tell me, oh, I want to hit it uh, good all the time. Never going to happen. So you hit a bad drive. You chip it out to 100 yards. Being good from inside of 100 yards will give you that option of still making par or at worst bogey. Right. Right? Like I tell a lot of people, like when you get inside of 100 yards, three shots. That's, what, that's your goal. Three shots. Right? Depending on what you shoot. Some people it might be four. If you're a better golfer, I might say, hey, I want three shots, but it's guaranteed three shots and maybe more twos, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's where people think, people think it's all in like, you know, greens of regulation. And, and it is to some extent, but it's also understanding that if you screw up, can you get better? Can you like do get a better score out of that? I mean, most of us, we screw up. How many times have you gone double, triple, double instead of double birdie or right. double par, right? right. right? 
we just always compound our mistakes. We just go like, ah, and they just kick something and break yeah, yeah. a club or chuck it. And then you're like, okay, but next hole you can make up, just make a par. But then you go double again. And you're like, well, you just, you know, I shoot the best round of my life, right? And then I finished like double, double, double. What happened? Well, on 16, I hit the water and I threw my club and I needed my eight iron in the next hole and I was in the water or whatever. Like, it, it's funny. People compound problems all the time. Hey, you wanted to talk about uh, benchmarking. Yeah. That, well, that's what the combine's about. But it's important, like, when we do anything like practice or whatever, my number one problem I have with people is they all the time I, I get in these lessons. I, should, I keep saying all the problem I have with people. Right. Yeah. You have no problem <laughs> with been, people. I've been in customer service too long. You know what's wrong with people. No. Um, it, it's hilarious. Like, I, I ask, how do you know you're getting better? Just how do you know? And a lot of the time they don't. They don't have an answer. They don't have a reason why they're getting better. And that's really a problem. Like if you don't know where you're at now, how do you know if you've gotten better? Mm-hmm. Right? You can just say, well, I feel better. Well, is that a, are you actually better? Most of the time when someone doesn't know where they're at, we're at, and I tell them, what are you shooting now? Well, the same scores. I'm like, well, you're not really better, are you? Right. Right? You know, and that's kind of where... Benchmarking is really important. When you have something that you struggle with in golf, uh, say you're a bad putter. Um, if you don't know how bad you are at it, it's hard to know if you got better. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to jump from, like, say you three right. putt, like, say you have 42 putts around, right? And then you, uh, you say, well, I want to have, what's the optimal, like 28, 29? Well, you're not going to go from 42 to 29. No. But if you can go from 42 on average to 39, that's an improvement. And right. so knowing where you're at and, and tracking those kind of things are really important. That's what benchmark is all about is having like these stats to tell if you are better or worse. So that folds into goal setting, right? Oh yeah. Goal set. Well, that's, I mean, what's that? What's my favorite goal? Um, yeah, yeah. I want to be better at golf. Okay. What does that mean? Well, you know, better. What does that mean? You know, like, I want to be better. I'm like, okay, how better? Like, what part better? Like, there's a lot of parts of golf to be better at. And then a lot of people will tell me, I want to be better at golf. I'm like, do you keep scoring? They're like, no. I'm like, well, how do... (laughs) How do you even know where you are? Yeah, (laughs) and how do you know if you're better? Right. But that's the problem with getting, going forward, and that's why coaching's so important, is that I don't have to go by your emotional response because we have facts. That is the big thing in golf. It is an emotional game. I see, like, every time I get a really bad complaint from someone that I didn't expect, then you know the first thing I always want to ask is, what'd you shoot today? Right. Oh, yeah. Because, like, as soon as they shoot bad, they're angry. And they want to be angry at something, right? So a lot of the time I get a complaint and then I look at how they play it and I'm like, oh yeah, that matches up. Now, I shouldn't tell this secret because now people are going to be like, you're going to go look at what I shot. And, and, yeah. But the reality is, is like, I people judge their game on emotion and not on, on fact or mm. where they're at. And, and that's kind of what goal setting is so important for and, and how you make them. They got to be specific. You got to know what you're trying to do. Because if you don't know what you're trying to do, uh, how am I, how are you going to tell me, you're going to come in at the end and be like, my, well, I, my swing is, or whatever, and I'm going to be like, okay, but, you know, are you shooting better scores? Well, yeah, but that's not, well, we got we to gotta yeah. know we're getting better, right? Specific and, and measurable. Smart goals. Yeah. So it's specific, measurable, attainable. That's a big one, right? Trying to say you're going from 42 to, right. to 29, that's not attainable right away. It's attainable over time. You know, like time, well, look at that. We're going to get realistic is, is the R and, and timely is the next one. So yeah. how much time is it going to take? Because some goals might take 
three weeks. Right. Some goals might take one year, right? There's no, and, and people want it to happen faster and it, and it can't. You can't like, you can't be great at something that you weren't great at. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta take the steps to get there, right? You yeah. have to, you have to move. It's, up. it's a journey, yeah. right? It's a journey as you go through and, and you're always going to be, you're never going to be perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah, never going to be perfect. And I've changed again. Like I, I can talk technique. I can talk all the stuff. But what I what I love is when someone doesn't need me anymore. Does that seem weird? Yeah. yeah. Like I love it when someone gets to a it, 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 to a place where they're like, I can do this on my own. I go perfect. That's where I want you to be. And then we can have a chat about whatever yeah. you want to chat about. But most people don't know how to push forward in that uh, environment. They just yeah. keep putting their head against the wall. Putting it, well, let's look at it from a fact base. Where are we now, right? Are we getting better? And then it also makes it more fun because you actually start to see yourself getting better right. versus like, I want to go from 42 to 29. Yeah, you get a little better. You start shooting 40, 39, but you're not at 29 yet. And you're like, well, I just want to quit. I'm like, well, that was because you didn't really look at how you were going to get there. What were the steps that were going to happen? Right. 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 Like I'm not just going to jump into being like a professional race car driver or an air a pilot. Right. Imagine you jump into the cockpit. So oh, I'm just going to fly a plane. And it's yeah. like, boom, you crash. It's like, oh, that, what, is that unexpected? Not really. Right. Like you got to take the steps to, to get there. And yeah, it is a process. But what's nice is when you set the goals right, whether it's six weeks or a month or, or three months, when you're done, you get to celebrate. Right. I was telling you with Mindy, like every yeah. three months, we're going to celebrate the right. idea that we get three more months, right? Right, and three more months, and three more months, and three more months, right? That's what you have to do. Yeah, golf is you know everybody goes. It's a humbling sport. I get, I understand that, but like, you have to kind of look at why it's humbling. It's humbling because you're not looking at where you're going, right? You're thinking it's just going to happen like magic. Yeah. Right. And it's like, well, no, what's the steps? You've got to have a process to get there. Yeah. And also you get a report card every day. It's called a scorecard. Yeah. Right. So yeah. In very few things in life, you actually get feedback four hours after you right after you finish something. Yeah. It's taking you four hours. And right after you finish, you get a, a report card on how you did. Yeah. And, and the feedback, is, like, you know, like it, it's not once. It's the average. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, OK, so you had one bad game. It doesn't mean it's not working. Yeah. Right. It doesn't mean it's not going to work eventually. It, it It's just a process of yep. getting there. Right. Yeah. Everybody wants to get better. Everybody wants to change. Everybody loves the idea of change until they got to change. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everybody loves the idea of weight loss. Everybody loves the idea of being a better version of them until it takes the effort to do that. Yeah. Th that is the number like you got to put the effort in to do it or else, you know, and that's what commitment is part of it. Right. Coming, practicing. Right. I saw two ladies today at seven in the morning. They were like, don't talk to me till I finish my coffee. They didn't actually say that, but I like I, they were out here practicing. You That's know, amazing. You That's know, great. you know, every one of my class members by where they stand. Yeah. Because they'll be on the putting green then they'll be on the chipping green. Then they'll be pitching. Right. Because yeah. that's where those are the easy parts and the most important parts of the game. Everybody yeah. wants to think it's hitting balls. I haven't seen any of them that can't hit balls well enough to shoot a lower score. Right? Doesn't matter how good you hit the ball if you three putt. So you have a few clinics that are starting as well if you want to start that journey. Yeah, yeah. So I have uh, I have a short game clinic that a bunch of the people from the combine are getting in now because they realize that's where they failed, right? Or that's yeah. where they struggled. Um, and then I have a bunch of uh, I have a speed clinic coming up. Uh, that one 
uh, I was very impressed with the results over the winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a lot of people got, you know, maybe everybody gained speed. Uh, but also what I found that came out of it is people started swinging better because they were just not thinking so much about the mechanics and just about creating speed. In yeah. general, if you create more speed, yeah. you, your body's probably doing it in the right fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's coming up in May. Uh, I haven't got a start date on that one. I know the short game is going to start the second week in May. Um, those are two outstanding clinics, right? I mean, I'm still running other clinics going on. I mean, my credit model will start soon for those people that have time uh, trouble committing to certain time. Like, I think that model's really awesome because now you're not committed to, I have to be here every Saturday. You can use it, you know, as you see fit. Yeah. And you can use it for a variety of different things. And the full details, all of the uh, modules and pricing and everything is at crownisle.com. Yeah, no, it's all online. I think, I mean, I I have no problem answering questions if you see me out in the golf, like walking around or whatever. I mean, or ask somebody that's been in one of them. I don't think... um, you know, I, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but I think a lot of people get something out of every clinic. Oh, yeah. And it'd never be the same thing. Yeah, I'd be happy to, to uh, give anybody good feedback because, I mean, it was a, a real journey, but I'm seeing, uh, seeing results. But we had, we had goals and we had, uh, you know, steps that we had to take, and it's been great. Yeah, and I mean, what you saw versus what Dan saw versus what somebody else saw, it's all, always something different. I mean, the thing about clinics is, is it's, it's an individual, it's a way, even though it's in a group, it's a personal, you know, it's a personal outline of your what you should do in a group environment. And the nice thing in a group environment is everybody's, you know, you're going to get things from other people. You know, you're going to walk up to, you're going to play one day with Dan and Dan's going to be like, you know, I'm doing it this way. Dan's going to be like, Murray, you idiot. Like, don't do that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so yeah. I didn't say it was Murray saying to Dan, I was, but you know what I mean? Like you get those ideas, right. Where someone else can help you and you can talk to someone else. You know, it's not just me that you can talk to. Yeah. Well, we often use the, uh, Dan, Craig, Kenny and I play together all the time and we use the, what would Brian do, mm-hmm. uh, type thing. If you're 240 yards out of number, uh, number five, after you've hit a, a bad second shot, um, probably not the wise thing to take your driver off the deck. Yeah, maybe get it within a hundred yards, uh, wedge it on, and uh, try and make a one putt for a for a par. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> funny. You watch people like hit bad shots and like that turn out good, and they get angry. And I'm like, you just hit a bad shot, and it turned out good. That's a plus. We're looking at it. That's a good thing, right? Yeah. yeah no, I like that. Uh, you know what would I have done? I probably wouldn't have been playing. <laughs> <laughs> this right yeah I I probably wasn't playing so that's good yeah no it's I think in the end uh, the clinics each clinic has its own ideas but I mean I think you start people start to see vast improvements the more like honestly your scores are dropping yes you're hitting the ball okay but your chipping and putting from watching the other day is much better than it was right and and that's gonna now those aren't hurting you anymore right now if you just have a good ball striking round you're shooting a low score yeah right and that's that's kind of how I look at it is like if you're putting and chipping and pitching isn't hurting you, it'll always help you. And then now it's just, did you have a good ball striking or not? Because that's just life. We go in and out of the ball striking. Some days are good. Some yeah. days are bad, right? Again, can't wait to the next time we talk. I mean, it's always a lot of fun. The pre-talk to the podcast is always, uh, is always fun as well. I love that. You've got two episodes here. 
you don't have to see me again. We got like an hour of content. This is <laughs> so bad. Oh, yeah. Enjoy your editing. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Murray. It was great, man. The Crowncast is available on crownisle.com and through Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe today so you don't miss an episode.